Hello everyone, welcome to the very first episode of Early Dinner, a discussion show where everything is on the table, and if it's on the table, my friend Andy is going to eat it. I want you to think about where you live. How would you describe the culture of your home? Would you say that your personality fits with the culture? Today we will be talking about what it is like living on two opposite sides of the country. I will be talking with my great friend and co-host Jill Klein about the huge cultural differences that exist between her current home of Phoenix, Arizona, and my home of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Thank you for listening. Now on to the show. Hi, Jill. Hey, Nick. Welcome to the Early Dinner Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. The first episode of the Early Dinner Podcast. Are you excited? Yes, I am excited. Are you? Good. I, I have put a lot of effort into making this podcast a good one, and I'm excited. <laughs> I, I think we have a good concept of what we want to do, and I hope that other people think that we have a good concept. Right. All one of our listeners. All one. Anthony Rosso. Shout out to Anthony Rosso. <laughs> Yes. So let's let's start by uh, introducing ourselves and uh, let people get to know you. I'll let people know who I am, but you can start with that. So, uh, obviously, my name's Joe. <gasps> um, <laughs> uh, I grew up in Pen- in uh, Latrobe, Pennsylvania, tiny, tiny town, about an hour out of Pittsburgh. And I recently moved to Phoenix, Arizona, which is uh, basically where this podcast blossomed from because it was our first idea for the first episode, and we're going to be discussing that today. Uh, I work in uh, software consulting, and um, that's about all that's interesting about me, if any of that's interesting. <laughs> Nick? That's very interesting. Yeah, for sure. Your turn. <laughs> nice to meet you, Joe. Sorry, while you were doing that, I was eating a pizza. I know. <laughs> I could see. We're on video <laughs> chat. <laughs> all right. My name's Nick Lentz. I'm from Charleroi, Pennsylvania. Grew up there all my life. Uh, I'm currently a graduate student in a clinical mental health program at Duquesne University. I'm studying to be a counselor. Uh, I'm excited about uh, becoming a counselor, and I, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I'm learning in my classes and uh, the experiences that I have will help me make a podcast. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what else to say about me. I, I feel like this is more for other people. But I want to talk about our relationship, Jill. Oh how, did, how did we get to know each other? Oh, uh, well... Um, it's like you said just recently, it was a relationship of force. Uh, (laughs) I started dating your roommate, um, and, uh, I really wanted to impress you, and so I... As do many other people. Yeah, like, me, that's it. And, uh, (laughs) so I basically forced you to be my friend, and, uh, now the tables have turned. About a week after knowing you, I decided it was a terrible mistake, and now (laughs) you force me to be your friend, and here we are, still friends. Creating a podcast. (laughs) So our topic today, um, we wanted to talk, well, I wanted to listen to Jill, really. Um, she moved out to Arizona after graduating from college to pursue a career, and I was really interested in hearing about Um, the cultural differences because she used to live as she said in Latrobe, Pennsylvania and um, as people know the United States is a very large cultural melting pot and I feel like Arizona has such a 
different culture from Pennsylvania, and I feel like it's interesting getting a first-hand perspective of what it's like living out there. Yeah, so um, the good part about this is that I did have an internship out in Scottsdale. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is basically Phoenix. It's just a fancier part of Phoenix, so everything is more expensive, which is lovely. And uh, so I had an internship here after my junior year of college, so this is my second time being out here, and I've been out here for about seven or eight months, so I think I've had enough time to kind of gauge the differences, um, and there certainly are a lot of them. Uh, Nick and I have talked about it a little bit, but uh, not really quite in depth like we're planning on talking about today. Mm-hmm. And um, just to preface our discussion, Uh, I did grow up in a small town, as did Nick, and now I live in a bigger city, as does Nick, because he lives in Pittsburgh now. Um, So, everything's not one-to-one, like, it's not like I grew up in a city in the east and now I moved to a city in the west. And also, I would just like to make this clear, this is all our opinions, people. Everything we're about to say is our opinion. Jill is very unqualified. (laughs) I am one of the most qualified people to talk about anything. That's Except true. Politics. He loves to talk. He knows nothing about politics. That is true. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's a good place to start. And I am just going to start with the most obvious um, difference. Fast food. That is the most obvious difference between the East and the West Coast. And I say that because, Nick, what are some fast food places you'd say in the East Coast? List the top fast food places. Oh, just God. give me a list off the top of your head. Go. Okay. Taco Bell, McDonald's, Burger King, uh... Long John Silver's. <laughs> All right, so you have four. A, do you want more? Well, I, I'm going to add in Chipotle because that's like your favorite place. That's well, five. Well, well, that, we can go into a debate about that. I'll have another episode because I don't think Chipotle is fast food. Okay, whatever. You're just trying to make yourself seem healthier. Yes. <laughs> it hasn't okay. failed me yet. <laughs> five places you can list off the top of your head. Okay. You can McDonald's. Uh-huh. Burger King. Okay. Taco Bell. Yes. Long John Silver's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I only know that because of where we went to school and there was a Long John Silver's there. Also, did you know that they remodeled it and it's really fancy I and nice now? I have seen pictures. I have it's seen pictures, disgusting. But I bet the floor is still greasy. And I asked my, and we were talking about it, my family was talking about it, and my dad goes, Oh, yeah, I've been there. It's really nice now. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I still remember we went there as a joke in college because we all got Andy gift cards for his birthday. <laughs> That's disgusting. You guys all came home after you ate and laid in your bed for like three hours. Sick. Okay, so let's add KFC onto that. So now we're uh, at yes. five. And for the sake of this conversation, we're just going to add Chipotle and five guys. So that's seven right there. And I don't know if you said Wendy's. So we have eight, okay? And obviously there's more, but like those are the big ones like where we grew up. Take that eight and add one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine places I could think of when I was sitting on my couch. Nine additional fast food places. So we have Jack in the Box. Whataburger, White Castle, which I know is all over, but I'm just saying it's in the West Coast and it wasn't where I grew up. Um, Shake Shack, again, I know it's all over, but it's out here and it wasn't back in my hometown. Um, Church's Chicken, Wingstop, same thing, don't get mad at me, people. Um, Filiberto's Mexican Food, I don't know, I've just driven past it a bunch of times. Del Taco, and of course, the big one, the big debate. Do you know it? One, two, three, In-N-Out. Oh, Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so, see, the thing is, I'm not familiar with fast food. I, I don't eat fast food very often. But Okay, everybody says they don't go to fast food, but everybody does go to fast okay, food. So if you true. say you don't go to fast food, you're lying, okay? So the reason I bring up all these places, I have a purpose. 
in the West, specifically I'm thinking of, you know, the West Coast, Phoenix, Arizona, whatever, there's all of these fast food places, and I'm not sure how they stay in business because everybody out here is so skinny. Everybody in the West is skinny. So how are these fast food places staying in business? Tourism. That's fair. That is fair. true. Anytime that you see somebody from the East go out west, what's the first picture that they post? In and out. First, there's a there's an in and out on the way home from the airport, um, and that was the first place Anthony wanted to stop. My three siblings hmm. are coming out to visit in March. None of them have been west of Kentucky, and they said their first stop they wanted it to be in and out. And I was like, come on, guys. So, so anyway, it's an outsider thing, I guess. I, I guess, but I mean to be I, so like that's my main point is that there's a huge. Um, just everyone out in the West, and again, this is generalizations in my opinion, everyone is so active all the time, so, so, so active, and it's really odd because there's such a plethora and a huge smorgasbord of food options out here. Like, if you don't even just have the fast food, you have more of the quick stops, like Chipotle, Moe's, um, Panda Express, like all those places, there's so much quick food out here. And it's really an odd thing to me. So I, I see what you're saying, that uh, people are so healthy, yet the abundance of fast food options. But think about where you're at right now. It's Scottsdale, Arizona, the wide variety of uh, like state parks, like just the, the natural environment of where you are is just more like you have more options for healthier activities than you do in like let's say Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's that was one of my other points is that the reason well, before I moved out here, my hypothesis was that everyone is so healthy because it's uh, bikini season, so many more months of the year that people have to stay skinny. But now that I'm here, it's actually just that it is nice so much more often compared to back east that you can be you have the desire to, at least me and I think some people I'm friends with out here, we have more of a desire to be outside hiking, running, biking, walking in the park just because right. it's so nice. And um, it's interesting that you say I have all the state parks and the abundance of this and that because that's another point I have to bring up later is that I really actually don't because, uh, the you know, you have to do pretty a pretty big drive to get to anywhere really cool, but that's something we can talk about later. But mm -hmm. regardless, you have a good point. The weather plays a huge factor in to um, the sense that everybody's healthy out here, 100%. So, um, I'll, I also have a, a funny antidote. I think you'll think it's funny. So, when I was an intern out here, um, they had those Lime bikes. Do you know what I'm talking about? You download the app, and you can, like... Yeah, they, like, locked on the street, and you, like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if those are back in Pittsburgh. I'm not I sure. I think so. I'm pretty okay. sure. I don't know. So it wasn't the summer of 2019. It was the summer of 2018 I was out here. And those bikes were everywhere. And I didn't have a car when I was an intern, so I rode them everywhere. Well, when I moved back out here in June 2019, uh, it's not bikes anymore. It's electric scooters. It's the same concept, but now it's a scooter. Well, hilariously, uh, I started noticing about two months ago, it's no longer electric scooters anymore. It's now seated electric scooters. You can't even stand on the scooter anymore. And what I think is that, and I'm, what I've noticed, what I've seen, is that locals do not take these scooters and bikes around. 
tourists take them everywhere. I also have this really funny story related to the scooters, is that it was the 4th of July this summer, and we were in an Uber going to my friend's pool party, and uh, we saw this guy ride by on the scooter, and it was a standing scooter. However, he had a, a case of Natty Light and a case of Truly stacked, and he was sitting on top of them. Like, it was a seat on the scooter, but one of the Natty Lights had opened, so there was just a trail of beer behind him, and it was one of the And funny- nobody wanted to tell him that he was feeling... <laughs> Well, what was I going to do? Roll down the window and yell at him? <laughs> well, that's what I would do. <laughs> I mean, it was Natty Light. It's not like he was losing much anyway. Yeah, that's a good point, too. <laughs> yeah, so. Anyway, so that's just something that's definitely interesting. And, um, you know, if you disagree with me, you can. But people out west in general, I think, are much healthier, much skinnier, much more active. And I don't know. Shadow I don't know if you generally agree with that. No, I definitely see it. I don't know what it is about, like this area i it could be the weather i don't know but I, I, you definitely see a lot of healthy people too mm-hmm. like it's not like there's a one outweighing the other pardon my uh little joke <laughs> pun <laughs> <laughs> cringe but yeah i don't know i i think that it's a uh it's definitely a cultural thing i think that the west has more of a uh go get a mindset if you would uh, which go- will go into my topic later. <laughs> you think the West has more of a go-getter mindset? Yes, I do. Interesting, because uh, all the I have scoured Reddit trying to find some funny comments related to this topic, and my opinion, but also from what I found in articles online, is that everybody says that the West Coast is more laid back and the East Coast is more of a go-getting attitude. Hmm. So well, maybe it's say- maybe it's just different. Like I'm thinking of in general, and you're thinking specifically of like being active and physically active and stuff like that so right well i think you can be both laid back and have a go-getter mindset i feel like a lot of people at west are very laid back about uh maybe like well yeah (laughs) that's another topic (laughs) like i don't know just like uh belief systems values things like that people are very laid back with like they're very open they're very uh accepting yeah 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 you're right the east is less i would say right i can agree with that Yeah, so the next point I have, um, so this is also something that I think is kind of funny. So uh, the way I see it out west, and I should have said this in the beginning, if I look at the core of how I feel, I genuinely like west coast and east coast the same. There's things I like about the east coast, and there's things I like about the west coast, and there's things I dislike about both. I cannot choose one. Um, So I would say I'm generally unbiased in which one I like better. So... Anyway, I should have said that at the beginning, I just forgot. So, um, something that's also pretty funny is um, how you get skinny in the at the West Coast. Um, and I say West Coast, this is another topic of discussion that we'll get into later. I say West Coast because I'm on the west side of the United States, but my mother claims that I don't live in the West Coast because I don't right, live in I California. Right, I feel like that would confuse a lot of people by saying, I live on the West Coast. I would say you're West Side. I just don't understand that. I thought it was pretty understood, like, I'm on the West Coast, you're on the East Coast. And then the other day I said it to my mother, and she was so mad. She was like, you don't live in California. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the culture between Arizona and California is very different as well. So, I mean, I feel like people in California would say, I'm from the West Coast, whereas people from Arizona might say, I'm from the West. Leave the coast. All right, you can keep your coast, California. You can keep your coast in your, like, $3,000 a month apartments. That's fine. Uh, everybody from California is moving to Arizona now because California is too expensive and it's raising the rents in Arizona and I don't like it. So mm. 
So politics. <laughs> if you think that's politics, sir. <laughs> like I said in the beginning, he's not qualified to talk about politics. <laughs> so all right. So and my next point I had was that there's two ways to get skinny out in the West. One, you can pay an obscene amount for a gym. There's always Planet Fitnesses. That's true. But I'm not sure who Planet Fit- Fitness appeals to, except for like middle-aged women. So if you want to join a gym out here, they are absurdly expensive. And it's not just a gym. Like, you can't just go on a treadmill. You have to go to, like, a spin class that plays DJ music that, like, blows out your eardrums. Or you have to go to Orange Theory, which is, like, insane, and the trainers are, like, yelling in your ear. It's a really good workout, but it's insane. Or just other stuff like that, like hot yoga. Like, everything is, like, the gyms are so expensive out here. And then if you do join a gym, and you're like me, who's just an average human being, and I show up in, like, my old t-shirts... In my shorts, I look like a fool because I didn't know you're supposed to wear a full like Lululemon outfit to the gym and look like a fool like with your makeup. And these girls wear their hair down at the gym. Hey, I don't understand that. To, the 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 gym is a very like common place for people to meet each other. Okay, well I miss that. No, it's a big thing. Is that why nobody talks to me? Because I don't like look nice and pretty there, <laughs> which is fair. I would prefer not to be talked to, but it's okay. Nobody <laughs> talks to me either. Based on the amount of weight that I lift. What, you lift like two milk jugs on each arm? Yes, I bring the milk jugs with me and I stand in the corner. <laughs> and they're empty. <laughs> okay. Just two plastic containers. <laughs> and then the other way to be active out here, and this is a really funny story, I think, is um, there's like yoga bunnies. Do you know what like a yoga bunny is? It's like a... It's Indulge like, me. It's like, uh, you know, like... Um, I think they're normally like a little older and they're like really fit middle-aged women and they like <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Okay. So, let's I don't know. That could be wrong. Let's just pretend that's the right definition. Okay. And the yoga bunnies like they love to go hiking on Saturday and Sunday. So, there are a few mountains in the local area that you can hike and in general, they're a pretty good workout. Like they're pretty vertical and it's not that fun to hike except that it's a really good workout. And, uh, yeah, so that's what that's what we do a lot on Saturday and Sunday mornings. However, there are people on these trails that hike them every Saturday, for example, and they think they own that trail. So if you and your group of friends, so, like, if you have a group of over maybe three people walking it and you're going a little slow, they will get mad at you and yell at you to get out of their way. I got in a verbal argument with a woman once over this exact thing. There was a group, I don't remember the exact story, but we were hiking Pinnacle Peak in, um, it's like a little bit out of Scottsdale, and it is tough. It's literally like walking stairs for an hour straight up. And there was a group of like eight of us, and we were various shapes, sizes, um, physically fit, blah, blah, blah. So we were going kind of slow, and this woman behind me, I don't remember exactly what she said, but she was asking for a fight, and she made me so mad, and I started like yelling, and it was just bad. And the long, the end of the story is that I have not returned to that hike ever since then <laughs> for fear that so I will ruin the experience for you. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just afraid of her. <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway i could talk about like the food and the activity and the skinniness out west for hours but that's actually a pretty big part i think (laughs) 
It's just people are more active out here. Everybody's skinny, but I don't know how they say skinny because every time I'm driving in my car, I see like eight things I want to eat. It's all about that mindset. Yeah. Yeah, you're, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, but <clears throat> we were talking about the weather and how the weather is nicer out here. Like, for example, right now, it is January uh, 29th, and it is it feels like a Pittsburgh spring. It is so nice out that I went running in a tank top and shorts after work today, and I was extremely comfortable, and it is January again. And um, so I think the weather is a huge part of the West because uh, everyone, I, in general, I literally think people are more laid back out here because I am historically a pretty grouchy person. I grew up to be pretty grouchy. I'm like Oscar the Grouch from Sesame Street. But out here, I'm just more mellow because how can you be grouchy when you wake up and the sun is shining and it's beautiful? And that's just, there's something about it. And I do like the snow and rain. However, I have noticed an effect on my attitude and and yeah. happiness. Well, I mean, the mental health is a huge part of it. Like, when the when you have that constant, like, sunshine and upbeat, like, beautiful days, like, you just feel better going outside. If the last maybe four or five days it's been cloudy, dark, rainy, snowy, and, like, you can feel, like, miserable. Like, I was talking to people in my classes uh, the other day. He was just like, oh, man, I don't know what it is, but I think I'm, like, I feel sick. And I was just like, it's probably just, like, the weather. Like, everybody's feeling down. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to do anything. Mm-hmm. And I, I noticed that, too. Like, you say uh, people are more motivated whenever the weather's good mm-hmm. to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Or I just wake up, run outside. Yeah. But, like, here I wake up, it's 20 degrees outside. Like, I have no motivation to, to go. To get out, yeah. Yeah. I have no motivation. Just to go to the gym that's downtown, I have no motivation to do it. No, I, I 100% agree. I understand. Anyway, to get back a little bit more on topic, something interesting and that I'm jealous about that I've noticed is that everybody out here has a dog. Everybody has a dog. If you walk like around or you're driving, and when I drive to work in the morning, I see so many people out walking their dogs. When I'm running in the park behind my apartment, I, like one in every three people I pass has a dog, and I understand I'm in a park, so that makes sense, <laughs> but it, just walking around my apartment complex, so many people have dogs, and I I was noticing it last week because obviously I'm jealous. I like to have a dog myself, but I don't want to keep it in an apartment, and I like was talking about it with Rosso, and I was just like, why does everybody have a dog out here? Is it because the weather, it's nicer, so people think, oh, I'll be more willing to walk the dog? I... You, you brought this up to me uh, before, and I, I kind of thought about this topic a little bit, and I mentioned to you that, like, do you think that it is because, like, a lot of people, when they move out west, they move out by themselves? And I, it, it's people possible. Might, yeah, I mean, people might, like, make the big move out west. Like, they leave their family, they leave everything behind, move out west, pursue a career, pursue whatever, and then they need that, that companionship, that, mm-hmm. like, just something mm-hmm. to be there, so they mm-hmm. go for a dog. I, I don't know. That's, some, that's the first thing that popped in my yeah. head whenever I thought about it. It's a valid thought. It's just also very interesting because um, where I live here, it's my apartment complex, which is medium size, and then right to my right is a bigger apartment complex, and then to the right of that one is another apartment complex, and then there's like a road, and then there's more. It's just apartment complex one after another. So it's really surprising to me that I see so many dogs because, you know, there's so many apartment. Nobody is living in houses around here, so I don't know. Maybe I'm just like underestimating that dogs do indeed do fine in an apartment, but like thinking about the dogs I grew up with, they would be horrendous (laughs) in an apartment. And also... 
I see a lot of huskies out here, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me since we live in the desert, but everybody has the right to their own choices. Yeah, yeah. or maybe people are moving from the great north and they, they miss home, so they have to get a, a sled dog. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because you said everybody makes, the, you know, you're making the big move out west, you're leaving yeah. your family and stuff. Do you think people make the big move back, like people are li- grow up, yeah, like they grow up in Washington or Oregon or California, or like whatever, and then they like are like, I'm making the big move back east. Like, does that yeah. happen? Well, I mean, you never hear people like saying like, I'm going to move back to Morgantown, West Virginia, or like, <laughs> I'm moving Ohio. to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think Pittsburgh's different, but I'm biased because I live here. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel like there's better places that you could move back to. Yeah, I guess. I know we're, like, you know, about to transition to our next topic, but I, I really just have two more things. Um, mm-hmm. The first thing is that I, I do want to give the West credit because I spend a lot of time hating on the West. And if you guys want an episode of me hating on the East, I will <laughs> deliver. Don't worry. <laughs> but the one thing that you have to give the West credit for is the national parks. When you think of the West, I think most people think of national parks because there are an abundance they're beautiful it, it just absolutely incredible and that is one of the reasons why i love it out here so much is because i love to be outdoors and even if you don't like to be outdoors and like to go hiking you know i think people still get sucked into it because of the national parks which is interesting i say that because the closest national park to me in phoenix arizona guess guess how close the closest one is nick 40 minutes Four hours, sir. Okay. <laughs> so, and that's the closest one. There's one east, Petrified Forest. It's a, it's almost four hours. And then the Grand Canyon's north, four hours. Oh, I lied. Saguaro National Park is in Tucson. It's two hours south, but nobody cares well, about Saguaro National Park. <laughs> nobody cares about that one. So anyway, people think of national parks out west because there's so many, but... They are so spread out. It's like when my brother's coming to visit, he loves hiking and stuff. And he he said, I want to see at least three national parks. He will be here for three days. Do you know why that's so outrageous? Because it would be like driving from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati to like Louisville back to and then go to maybe ten, like maybe Nashville and then go back to Pittsburgh. Like that's what this road trip would be. And right. my brother just thinks, oh, if you go out west, everything's close. And that's what everybody thinks. People gener- like my family thinks I just live a vacation because none like my nobody has ever been out west, but I'm like, no, no, I go to work every day and if I want to go to a national park, I have to drive 4 hours and then stay overnight. But yeah. I mean, are the drives at least scenic? Well, they are, but, well, one, it's kind of a little scary because, you know, the West is so big and a lot of it is, you know, just uninhabited. So yeah. you lose cell service a lot. So sometimes oh, when I'm God. driving, I think, what if the car breaks down? <laughs> what am I going to do? I only have pepper spray to defend myself, so I hope it lasts a while. <laughs> and um, the other thing is that there's not a lot of really direct routes because, like, let's say you want to get up into Utah, which is where most of the beautiful parks are. You have to do like big loops to get around like to drive around the Grand Canyon and like to get through this forest so it's not even like they're a straight shot either for most of them but I mean it's still worth it if you're considering taking a vacation out west I highly support it so I just have no distance that I wouldn't drive to see a national park (laughs) you sound like my brother and then I said well Sam the closest one's like four hours away and he goes okay there is a distance I am willing to drive (laughs) (laughs) all right so my So my last thing I'd like to ask you before we take my mic away, this is a topic of debate mm. in my family and some with my friends sometimes. 
Where does the West start in your mind? Huh. Well, when I when I think of the U.S., I think of, like, Kansas as the center, and then everything west of Kansas is the West. Okay, if that's your answer. Well, should, There's there... no wrong answer. <laughs> there is. All right, what is it? Indulge me. What is your Scottsdale? Oh my. If you think that the West starts in Scottsdale, Arizona, then that's pretty far. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know the answer myself. It's, it's really subjective. But something that is funny is uh, Anthony, and I've heard my sister-in-law say it, uh, they consider Ohio to be the Midwest. Yeah. This is actually, I, I won't get into my topic yet, but this is actually a very good segue into my topic of choice. Okay. But yeah, I, 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 I think the country, like, you can you can make an argument that any part of the country is in any specific area. Okay. Like, I, I could say that Kansas is part of the West if I wanted to. I could make an argument of it, but I don't have the information to back that up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But I just want to say that, you know, you can say whatever you want, but I don't believe Ohio is the Midwest, and I never will. So, everybody... Okay. <laughs> you hear that, everyone? That is a topic that is not up for debate. <laughs> I also have one more question, and this is yeah. for you, and maybe others can think about it, even though I just trashed the West, even though I love it. Which culture is more appealing to you, the West or the East culture? Oh, the West, for sure. That's true. I, I knew you'd say about that. Everything the West. And I think that has a lot to do with my personality, to be honest. Yeah, that's I, true. I like You're I'm like a, a hippie very... stoner. And... Okay, well, let's not take it I lived in the woods for two summers. <laughs> and you love to talk about no, it. I did. I loved it. <laughs> but, no, I, I think that people often characterize a hippie stoner as someone who is open-minded. I would consider myself to be a very open-minded person. And I think the West is a very open-minded, forward-thinking area. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's... here, I, I don't know, I, I struggle to find people here that have the same mindset. Yeah, I can agree with that. I can absolutely agree with that Um, a lot of people here are stuck in the in the past whereas i want to spread my wings and fly away (laughs) i don't i don't if i were to answer that question myself i don't know because like i said i am really split in the middle Mm -hmm. um i do think the west is more laid back and i like the fact that uh being active and like being outdoors is huge out here however a lot of people say the east is more like money grubbing and concerned with the dollar bills I don't agree with that because I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, which is a very, very rich area. And um, I, I just feel like money is a huge thing out here, too. And I don't enjoy it because I myself, a recent college grad, does not have money. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know what I would prefer because the hustle and bustle of like New York City has always been appealing to me. But however, having your own space and being outside and exploring new areas that is associated with the West is appealing. Right. So I'm just going to end my topic on this last thing. You know, we got to throw in some education here, as since we met in school and blah, blah, blah. I've, I've recently found this article, which is like the most millennial article ever. And it was uh, about researchers, and I think it was from Harvard and uh, Northeastern. And they analyzed like 300 million tweets, and they have some sort of algorithm. I briefly read the article. Um, I'm sure you could research it if you really wanted to. And keep in mind, this is an old article, but it's not that old. And they said that by analyzing the tweets and the words and like the tone behind the tweets, people in the West are generally happier based off of Twitter. (laughs) So there you have it, people. That's all I have to say. That could be a whole nother topic in itself, just talking, <laughs> breaking that down. 
Exactly. Mic drop, it's Nick's turn. Everybody <laughs> knows how I feel now. <laughs> Great. Thank you, Jill. That was awesome. Thank you for uh, doing that. But I want to uh, interrupt the podcast real quick because I want to thank our, our one and only sponsor for, for helping us out on this video. Jill, do you like sports? I love them. What are your favorite of the sports? Oh, the big ones. Baseball, basketball, <laughs> football, of course. Ah, uh, yes. My favorite sports. Nowadays, it's so hard to find a reliable, unbiased sports blog. For those of you searching for a fun sports page, I have a solution for you. My Sports Take is an Instagram sports blog that provides the best content, the best sports coverage, and the best predictions. Mm -hmm. Go give My Sports Take a follow. Mm -hmm. My Sports Take, the best page for unbiased sports content. Go Lions. <laughs> no, edit that part out. No, no, no. I was supposed to read that. Now it is my turn, and I'm excited about this one because I didn't tell you what I uh, am bringing to the table here. Oh boy. And be the sole reason is I wanted to see where you took your conversation mm -hmm. and see if anything that you said fit with the topic that I brought. Mm -hmm. And there actually was a lot of really good stuff in there. And so that wasn't I even found... planned, people. Yeah, it was not We're planned. tossing this together as we go. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing this podcast off of pure spontaneity is that a word spontaneity yes yes good job okay. college boy <laughs> <laughs> i'm in grad school <laughs> god help us all <laughs> <laughs> all right enough of the jokes so i found this book uh it's called american nations by colin woodard um i was i was doing some google searches about culture in the united states and uh like i wanted to see if there was anything online about the differences between arizona and pennsylvania and I found this book, and his argument is that there is 11 different nations within the United States. Mm. 11 different nations that have their own regional cultures. Did you do any research about, like, the author? Like, is he uh, nope, psychology? I trusted, I trusted everyone. <laughs> <he> said, <laughs> no, well, no, I just was curious, like, what his background was. Um, I think he's a, a reliable guy. The book was very highly rated <laughs> on, on Google. But hey, if you wanna if you wanna look for yourself, go for it. Nope, I don't. I'm I'm trusting you. Okay, All my trust, faith in everyone you. Everyone trusts me. Shout out to Colin Woodard. He's a reliable source. <laughs> Alright, so I, I broke down I went into detail about like every single area, but I'm only going to talk about our two specific areas themselves. Mm -hmm. So now you are currently living in a very uh, a weird spot because you're on the border of two uh, different cultural countries as he puts it. Mm -hmm. So one is called El Norte which mm -hmm. is basically like Phoenix and South. Okay. And it encompasses like some of Texas, a little bit of northern Mexico uh, and then where I'm from is the Midlands. So I'm going to send you a little thing in the voice chat here. What's the, do you know, um, you said I live in the border between two places. What's oh, yeah, the... sorry. Uh, El Norte and the far west. I knew I was out west. I knew I lived out west. Everybody says, oh, I live on the west coast. I knew it. And everybody says, you don't well, live on the west coast. Don't get carried away now. It's not the west coast. It's the far west. Whatever. I can't have anything, can I? <laughs> nope, you're not allowed. <laughs> All right, I'm going to send you this image in the chat thingamajigs and there's an image of the united states and it has all of the the nations broken down okay one second and if you're at home and you're following along you can google 11 nations of america and you can look oh. at it too so um i went into the book and i i got the audiobook so i listened to the chapters on 
where you're from, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. So you talked a lot about how people in where you're from are very, like, go-getters. Like, I I think I mentioned this, too. Like, they're very driven, like, Mm work-oriented. And what I found was um, El Norte, it was, like, way, way back in the day, it was a Spanish colony. And Pope Alexander told the Spanish people that were here to, it was kind of like a uh, inquisition of sorts. Mm -hmm. So they would go in, like, try to convert as many people as they could. Mm-hmm. And it sounds was like, typical. <laughs> yeah, but it was like what I what I read was just like it wasn't a a very fun experience for these people. <laughs> it was like they would go in and they would convert people, and then they turned like these little villages and towns and stuff into I, I don't want to say prisons, but it was just like if you were in the town you couldn't leave. Like this was your oh, town. Wow. You had to stay there. You had certain hours where you had to pray and stuff. Mm-hmm. And as they went through all of this, they like the people there developed this intolerance to like tyranny they they didn't like authority and i don't know when i think of the west i think of people that are like they don't want the government or anything in their business they're just like like we said open-minded free Mm -hmm. uh, laid back they don't want anybody in their business okay um and he talked about some of the characteristics of people there was like more independent self-sufficient more adaptable Mm -hmm. uh, work-centered the other part of it the far west that was like phoenix north Mm-hmm. up to like as you see like the whole western side right what i read about this one it was more like a like when you think of the far west like back in the day it was just like a wasteland of people but yeah it was like it was a place of like they would bring people in to work so mm-hmm. it kind of had the same mentality as uh el norte where people were brought in very like work oriented they're here for a job built the railroad but they were mm-hmm. also very like anti-government as well because mm-hmm. uh, because they they didn't like the government in- interfering with their uh business yeah like the business of like the railroad it's but, interesting uh, <clears throat> that area is still pretty uninhabited too right you know it's so big it still really hasn't filled in i mean people obviously live there it's just not super filled in exactly he talks in the book about like way back then and then like how the culture has stayed the same since 16 1700s Wow. And and he did that based on, like, voting results. So he would look at, like, elections of oh. the last election all the way back to when they first did uh, the first presidential election. And he mm-hmm. looked at voting records and, like, watched trends, saw things like that. And the mindsets of all these areas kind of stayed the same. Mm-hmm. And then I'll tell you, I mean, since you've lived in uh, Pennsylvania as well, you could probably see where the Midlands comes in here. But it was founded by English Quakers. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people know that. <laughs> at um, least the people listening probably but you know when yeah, we yeah. hit it big and people aren't from pennsylvania they won't know that <laughs> when we hit the big time <laughs> when we hit like 10 listeners instead of five <laughs> and your brother becomes a regular listener <laughs> come on sam just listen to the second yeah, episode just, just please. One more, please come on come on you'll really like it i promise <laughs> we'll talk about you the entire episode please. <laughs> anything you want what's your favorite sport i'll talk about no, my sports take doesn't uh, cover oh, soccer. Sorry. Our sponsor doesn't cover soccer. No soccer. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, back to the top. So the Midlands, uh, that's like Pennsylvania, Ohio, kind of like that, the middle ground there. English Quakers, it was a very religious colony, just like where you're from, El Norte. But it was like a, it was a test. So the guy, Quaker, um, he <laughs> would bring people in. That was his name, I swear to God. Guy Quaker. <laughs> no, no, that guy Quaker. <laughs> like from Quaker Oats. <laughs> yeah, it was guy that guy. Quakers. What's his name? 
Oh, I think his name's just Mr. Quaker Oats. Okay, so Mr. Quaker Oats brought people <laughs> to Pennsylvania. <laughs> and he, like, he wanted to create a colony of people that idealized Jesus Christ and would raise people with good self-discipline. And he wanted it to be a place where there was very little government intervention, mm-hmm. which, like, backfired and stuff because mm-hmm. he believed that society would govern itself and uh it it did not go well for him just the government (laughs) side of it the economy was great Mm -hmm. but just that part so basically it's a very middle class area um in every presidential debate it's always been like one of those swing boat states and you know i find it interesting now how at the beginning of the episode i didn't want to talk about politics and then now i realize that my entire topic kind of has to do with politics I think that's what podcasts do to you. Like, you just talk about politics. You can't help it. But it's not like the bad kind. Like, there's a good and a bad kind of politics. All right. Well, we'll skip that for another episode. (laughs) Yeah, we won't do the bad politics. But then I think the most interesting thing that I found was uh, when it talked about the left coast. Super far over. Yes. So that's like the very western tip of California. Yeah. So, yeah. And also, it looks like it has... The far, far west of uh, Oregon and Washington, too, right? Yeah. Okay. So, it, so it's basically the very, very western tip of the United States, mm-hmm. like, up and down. And a little Canada, too, it looks like. Yeah, you know, they, they throw a little Canada in there. <laughs> Sprinkle it in. But, okay, I'm gonna, we're gonna play a little game here. I want you to guess, just, like, off the top of your head, if you can guess, like, what the culture, what this guy, Woodard, the, the author of this great book that I'm listening to, um what he believes that the left coast culture is okay so this is a tough question you're putting me on the spot here i am i I don't i don't know like anything about washington oregon north well think about california that's when when i read this stuff it made sense to me okay but california is so big that's true too um so we're talking about north california well let's not get too specific just like think of like los angeles california just like i don't know like culture superficial laid back like surfing what's up bro <laughs> oh, surf's up hey, Woodard did a whole chapter on surfing <laughs> uh, honestly i don't know i just guess laid back that's um, okay that was a good guess okay thanks for that, that, that jill that was the worst guess <laughs> please do <laughs> um so what he said was it was a place for intellectualists individual fulfillment self-exploration and discovery okay now uh the reason that that makes sense is that was also a very i I feel like the whole united states was found on religious either religious inquisition or you're running away from religion yeah but um the what were they called the the franciscans and they uh went to the west to like self-explore uh starting this uh self-discovery kind of thing and they would found, like, little churches and stuff along the West Coast. But then in modern times, uh, it is the home of the modern environmental movement and the global information movement. So things like Apple, Google, mm-hmm. other big companies out there, like the big tech companies, mm-hmm. uh, the gay rights movement. So there's a lot of, like, progressive movements, and I think that has a lot to do with, like, the the individual fulfillment culture of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm looking at the map, but I don't know exactly where San Francisco is. I would consider it left coast. Okay, I was going to say, because basically what you're saying just screams it's, San Francisco to me. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, when I thought when I thought about it, I was like, this 100% screams, like, just California in general to me. Okay. Yeah, I wouldn't... If you look, the whole west coast is just that, like... Yeah, I see that. I was thinking it was only in the north, but now I see it's basically the whole way down. 
Yeah, that's actually pretty interesting. Um, I, I, he probably, this author probably had to do... Uh, yeah, he put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, I was going to say, he probably <laughs> did a lot of work just so that we could paraphrase and then, like, mention yeah, it in the podcast. And mention the Quaker Oats. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Quaker Oats founding Pennsylvania. Exactly, yeah, but that's actually pretty cool information. Um, that would be pretty interesting to explore the other parts of it. Like, um, going to Utah in a few months, and after that visit, we could come back and see what we find and, like, yeah. what he said about Utah. So I, I mean, I still have more to listen to of this book, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, like, basically, I think the United States is stereotyped in general. Like, where you are, where you live. Um, yeah. It, you know, like, if you're on the West Coast, you're everything we said you were and if you're on the east coast you i i really feel like when you talk about the west coast and the east coast like just to summarize i think you think of los angeles or california or something like that and you think that's west Coast. like it obviously is west coast but the kind of people that live there that's the attitude of a west coaster and then when you think about east coasters i think of people from new york city like that's what you think of it's the two extremes we can never just meet in the middle right well that's what makes our country so great jill (laughs) we can be whoever we want and I want to pose a question to you. Right. So what I want to ask is, let's say, hypothetically, you have a specific personality type. Do mm-hmm. you think that that people with a specific personality should move to places that fit their belief system, their values, their culture? Or do you think that people should maybe go somewhere where they might not agree with everybody 100% of the time, where their, the culture might be against something that they believe in? Do you mm-hmm. think it's good to have that exposure? Or do you think that people should go where they're comfortable? Well... Well, when you say, should people go where they're comfortable, like, when you pose it like that, I say no, obviously, because I stepped out of my comfort zone and moved, and it's been a really cool experience, but just, like, to offer a counterpoint, when you say someone has a certain personality, values, beliefs, I think, in general, you know, you get those values and beliefs and personality from your environment. I'm, to the core, an East Coast girl, like, I'm just, you know, that stereotype grouchy like we're fast-paced you dumb know. stupid <laughs> sorry to all the east coast girls who just called dumb and stupid <laughs> oh, i'm so lonely <laughs> please god edit that out <laughs> so anyway uh i don't know i but i think the thing is is that I don't really think people pick up and move anymore just to move somewhere. I think people move where a job opportunity is or where their boyfriend or girlfriend's moving or where their family... And maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't know a lot of people that are just picking up and moving, right. you know? And then and I, I think, think... No, no, I was, I was just going to say, like, I think that was a very... When I thought of, like, moving west, I don't know why, but, like, when I think of, like, movies and shows and things like that, you always hear about people that, like just pack up everything and move west but i think that was like an old concept and i feel like it's moved on to more of an opportunity thing yeah i agree i mean it's expensive to move it's a huge like financial burden it's a huge emotional burden if you're close with friends and family back wherever you're from it's not something you take lightly anymore i don't think i don't know i mean that's a very interesting question i mean i do have a friend shout out to bailey if she ever listens to this and thanks for listening bailey (laughs) and she uh moved to california and she is kind of what you're asking she and i'm pretty sure I, i would think she'd agree with this i just think she's always been a west coast california girl like that's just how her personality has always matched that stereotype and she looked and looked and looked for a job that she thought was good enough to move out to California and she packed up and moved but it was kind of a combination of your questions it was her personality already kind of existed that she wanted to be on the west coast and then she found a job and moved so 
I don't know, because like I said, I'm an East Coast girl through and through. However, like I didn't really picture myself liking it out here, but it's rubbed off on me in a good way in the sense that I've mellowed out and like you just adapt to your environment too as right. well. Like let's say you read this book before you you made a big move. Do you think that knowing what the culture is going to be like before you move somewhere would influence your decision? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I would think so. Like Bailey, for example, would never move to New York City, I don't think. I don't think she'd like that. I, You're I don't speaking know. on behalf of Bailey, I feel like she would think differently. Bailey, if you think differently, we'll have you as a guest next episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. What's the answer to your question? How would you answer yourself? How would I answer myself? I think that, for me, I, I feel like I had like a, a stereotype of what every culture is like, just mm-hmm. based on growing movies, up. And, TVs, yeah, movies, TVs, music, news, just basically experiencing life. And I don't know, I, I feel like I would, I know what every culture is like. I have a brief understanding and I would want to go somewhere where I could meet like other like-minded people. And I, I also do think that you have to take risks and you have to, you have to feel uncomfortable. You have mm-hmm. to do things that make you feel uncomfortable. And I think that moving somewhere where you're not really sure uh, what to expect is, is really beneficial for you. And I feel like that you've, I'm, I'm going to speak on behalf of you here, but I feel like <laughs> you made a a big big move and I feel like you really are glad that you took that big jump oh yeah and I'm happy I didn't do it with my best friend or my boyfriend or a sibling because there is a lot to be said um there's so much importance in self-discovery and I know that sounds so gross and annoying but it's true and I mean I I will say I have a roommate and I knew her back in college but we have very different life life styles and like we we have different routines so we do our thing and then we're together and it's whatever but there is so much to be said about self-discovery and getting yourself out of your comfort zone whether that means leaving your hometown and moving an hour away if that takes you out of your comfort zone or if it's moving across the country like only you know what you can handle but like self-discovery is so important and I think before you get married before you have really good relationships with your friends blah blah blah, I think you have to know yourself really well too and that's a big part of self-discovery yeah I I feel like I could talk a lot about that but I don't want to add more time to this episode I I took a class last semester on like the lifespan one of my projects I had to interview a person that's within a certain lifespan of Eric Erickson's uh, life stage theory so Mm -hmm. I just I interviewed my roommate Anthony and he's the same age as me so it was both a really good opportunity to like hear another person's perspective of what they're experiencing like Mm -hmm. as I'm also experiencing it part of the big uh every stage has a like a task that you have to complete in order to move to the next one and that's like self-discovery and being able to say this is who I am and moving forward with your beliefs Mm -hmm. so like a lot of the time people will just stick with the belief system that their parents had or Mm -hmm. like they they don't individualize themselves they just Mm -hmm. stick with what they know yeah and I think that's an important part of growing and I I know what you mean like the the term self-exploration sounds really gross hippie stoner (laughs) west coast style (laughs) yeah right but it's 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 true though like I I feel like a lot of people don't like they gag when they hear the word self experience self like growth but you don't realize how like beneficial it is until you actually do something that makes you feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Hindsight 2020. <laughs> okay, Michael Scott. <laughs> no, I agree, and that's a good way to end it. Um, unless you have something else. Well, we still else have to like up. three more hours. Yeah, we do. However, I want to be on Spotify, so we got to cut uh, it under an hour. <laughs>
I just want everybody to know that we, you know we're doing all this work. It was a great conversation, a lot of fun. However, Nick Lentz will be taking over from here. I basically said I'll do this podcast. I'll bring everything, but you got to do the work. So no, one hundred percent. I'm ready to do the work. I, I, <laughs> I just got I got school and stuff to do with, but I'm more than happy to. Uh, I, I think we need this too. I think it's uh, a good thing to like sit down and talk and have a really good discussion. But, yeah, um, I don't think I don't think. Um, sorry to interrupt you, but I don't actually think we. Did you explain where our name came from? I did not. Okay, so you know, interject here where I'm missing points. But so in college, I uh, knew our friend Andy, and then I got to know Nick, um, and then I started dating their other friend uh, Anthony, and they all were roommates and stuff. So eventually, we had this weird little gang, and um, we would go to dinner just like super early before anybody else was there. I don't want to explain that on this episode. It's just really weird. We don't need to get into it. Oh, we no. Let's get into it. We still got you know what. We got <laughs> <laughs> but anyway yeah okay so early dinner we went to dinner at 4 30 we'd be the first ones in line most of the time there's usually like one or two kids that would beat us there and then you know that always sucked but we would go we would have <laughs> dinner at 4 30 and then we'd get hungry later but we would go and we would have such good conversations mm-hmm. um that we always had like really good like debates or just like they, it would always be fun whether we were like made, like roasting people roasting each other just having a good time <laughs> goofing around Something weird would happen in our day and like, or something controversial or someone would say something in class and we'd sit down at dinner and we didn't mean it. We didn't mean it. We're not very like philosophical people, but like, I guess just our personalities, we sat there and we talk about it and sometimes it turned into bigger discussions and, um, it was normally like nice and relaxing and it was good to have like an intellectual conversation every now and then. So that's, that's where this came from. And that's the name of the podcast. Nick came up with it. I wanted no. to call it Voice of the Generation. He said no, because it only applies to me. I don't know. I don't I don't think people, like, you can't put that on a t-shirt. Well, you could put that on a t-shirt. But I want something that you can put on a t-shirt, wear around, like a mug. We're sell- okay. going to start selling merch. <laughs> it's going to be a big deal. All right, guys. We have five listeners, and we will sell stickers. Oh, Everybody's into stickers. Yep. They're free. <laughs> okay, they're not free, guys. They're going to be at least $30 just to get them all made. We have to charge like $30. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so we, we had a lot of fun in school. And, um, you know, obviously, in, in Anthony lives in Pittsburgh. Nick lives in Pittsburgh, but they're not too, too close to each other. Andy's basically in yeah, but Baltimore. We hang out every weekend. Okay, we're not all together anymore, and I miss and we miss these conversations, and that's how the podcast came about, right. pretty much. So, so the podcast is in a way, a way to keep in touch, a way to have these the same good conversations, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to to begin this podcast journey with you, Joe. Yes. All right. Thanks for our one listener. One listener. Thank you, Andy. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Thank you to our sponsor. That I didn't mean to say, Andy. That's not his Cut name. Cut that out. He's an, anon- <laughs> he's an anonymous person. Nobody knows who my sports take is. It is not Andy. <laughs> Thank you to our one listener, Anthony. Um, if anybody, if anybody is out there listening, actually, and you have things you want to hear us talk about, you have suggestions. If you want to be on our show, yeah, here's well, Nick's no, phone that's number. Thing I gotta say. <laughs> I gotta, that's another thing. Every other week, we're, we want, we're gonna try to do this podcast every week, but you know, life might get in the way. But I don't know we what you're talking to... about. I come home and watch The Bachelor. I, I can do it every I week. I come home and cry myself to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I make frozen pizzas in the oven and... He doesn't even do it good, guys. He does not even make frozen pizzas right. well. Okay, look. We have so many <laughs> topics. My cooking skills can be an entire <laughs> But for future episodes, we want to have guests. 
Uh, probably they're just going to be our friends. But I think that we have the most interesting friends in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to talk to them. And then we're going to bring stuff. Basically, this is going to be the format of most of our episodes. It's just uh, Jill will bring something. I'll bring something. We talk about it. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, the first episode's always going to be a little... Yeah, if you have feedback, you have suggestions. If we did something wrong, tell us. Nick will cry. I'll be fine. I'll cry. Jill's, <laughs> Jill's brother, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Come on, stop begging. You're just, just looking just ridiculous at this more. point. You're looking ridiculous at this point. <laughs> All right, yeah, thanks again. Thanks to Nick for doing the editing for this, and uh, I'm looking forward to all the future episodes we're going to do. For sure. Thanks, Jill. All right, that's all right, it. And this is the part where I put in the outro music. No, you can't do that. It's copyright. There you go. All right, all right, all right.